when you're working, it's a pretty simple structure. You show up, you do your job, and you go home. <laughs> I feel like here, when things go wrong, what I've learned was to voice my opinion a lot on why does this happen? Why is this happening? Why is no one here yet? Why am I sitting for one hour on set doing nothing? I had to learn the hard way that if I just voice my opinion to one person <laughs> and let them go handle everything and keep my mouth shut, usually almost always get what I want. Uh -huh. I remember when you were in Big Boss. I felt like that was your massive India jump. You became like a cultural icon in that phase and you've stayed there. My goals were very different for being on that show. My goal was just to step one foot in the door and whether I stayed for one day or a week, or it ended up being seven weeks. That was my goal. It wasn't anything more. It wasn't, there was no formula in my head that I have to go on the show and fight. When I watched the show before, I was thinking, I'm not this person who just fights with people. This is our episode with Sunny Leone. Asked her all the things I've always wanted to ask her. This is the kind of conversation I would have had with her if I just met her at a party or a public event. But you know what? I'm blessed enough to be doing a podcast for a living and I get to have these conversations in front of you guys. Enjoy today's conversation with Sunny Leone, the new film Kennedy. Make sure you go enjoy it. But for now, enjoy this special episode of TRS. Sunny Leone, what's up? Hi, how are you? How's it going? Good, how are you? I'm good. It's <laughs> good to have you in the studio. Thank you. Sorry we made you wait this long to unleash the <laughs> actual okay. TRS energy. It's okay. How's life been lately? It's great. <laughs> it's wonderful. You want to expand on why it's great? <laughs> um, I love my life. I have great family. I, I feel like my career is like, doing pretty good and... You know, everybody's healthy, so can't get any better than that. Okay. Is Mumbai home for you now? Yes, like In your home. heart? Yes, yes. I don't want to live anywhere else. Only here. You wouldn't want to go back to Canada at any point? Absolutely not. Really? <laughs> not to Canada or not to the U.S. No way. Why do you say that? Um, I think that the U.S. and Canada, or especially the U.S., is in a very um, not-so-great space right now, and I feel safer here and I feel happier here with my children and my family and my businesses than I think I ever would in the US. Okay. This is what a lot of people from the film world say. Okay. You guys are just used to conversations where people are attacking you with questions and trying to get headlines out. Is that um, the case? No, I don't think so. I think that people are um, inquisitive about many different things and a lot of people have the same questions, which is totally fine. And um, it just depends on that journalist or reporter's energy. Sometimes you do the same interviews with the same questions, but it turns out completely different. So it just depends on who you're talking to. Okay. Tell me about what you've been learning lately. What have like I been learning? At this stage of life. Um, at this stage of life, learning. Learning that everything can change like within a second as far as your career goes or, um, you know, your family goes. Um, having three children is very challenging. So I'm learning from them every single day um, because as they change, I also have to change. It's not the other way around. Children don't change for you. You have to change for them. So that's really interesting. Um, 
What else am I learning? I don't know how to like have patience. <laughs> okay. That's all you want to say? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. How have you changed for your children? Everything. Everything changes. Like every tiny little thing. Um, like how you respond to how they do their work or each of my children is completely different. They're, they are nothing alike. So, um, how they react to discipline or how they react to learning or how they, um, want to engage with you versus when they need their space or when they need certain things. So every, every human being and every child is very, very different. Okay. Uh, it's the same as us. It's just that we have, I think, less patience for adults than we do for children. Children we have patience for. <laughs> okay. No, I hear you. Um, do you think motherhood is changing you as an actor or as a professional? Also? I'm coming from the perspective of fatherhood because I feel it's one of my personal goals. Like you have career goals and then yeah. you have life goals and fatherhood yeah. is a big life goal for me. But I keep questioning how it's going to change how I go about my career. And it I get... Yeah, it, it just depends on your parenting style. So some people's parenting style are, is one way and some are another. Mine is more structured. Mine is more, uh, as you have just noticed, probably a little type A personality. <laughs> um, so everything in my world is structured. Everything is on a schedule. Everything is, you know, planned out throughout my children's entire day. So I know from the morning until I got here, my children saw me, I got to spend time with them. I sat with them when they were at breakfast or I helped them build their marble run this morning before I started makeup. So I know my schedule and then I have to get into hair and makeup. And then I know that, you know, once I'm there, if they need to come talk to me, they can, but now they're at a class, then they will come home, then they will have lunch, then they will have this, then they have another class. <sighs> so their entire day is, is scheduled like this. So then I know as a professional, when I need to be home, when my work needs to end, when I need to slot, make sure that time is given to my children that we all know. And it's not like some sporadic um, schedule where they don't know when mommy's not coming, you know, when mommy's coming home, when I'm not coming home, they understand that when I work, that it makes mommy a better person. So it just depends on your own per parenting style when you have a child. If it's this free-for-all that happens a lot in Indian homes here, <laughs> um, it causes, it's children are like, um, it's like a psychological battle where for them, they understand you're home today. They don't understand why you're not home tomorrow. Now, if you don't have those conversations and that open conversation with your kids, then um, they get confused. It's like saying today you can light the candle, tomorrow you can light the candle, but on this day you cannot light it because I'm not in the mood. <laughs> but what sense does that make? Okay. So it's all about you know how you structure and communicate with your kids. Rubbing that type of personality into your kids. Well, I think that children uh, psychologically and emotionally thrive more on structure than they do on a non-structured home. Yeah. I think what you see as a kid becomes your reality as an adult. So I think it's actually cool that you're rubbing the type A personality in. <laughs> well, I want them to feel good, you know, and when they're learning, they're observed 
they're absorbing as much information as possible. So when you have children that are tired, that sleep at 12 o'clock, they go to school all day, then they don't get a nap, then they're only being fed when they're cranky. So you're not actually, you're not helping them grow as individuals, I feel. Okay. Not that I will ever mess with you, but I wouldn't want to ever mess with you. <laughs> you come across as that kind of person. Well. <laughs> Does anyone ever cross a line with you? Does anyone piss you off? I'd like to know how you react. Um, it depends on who it is, really. Yeah? In, in, in Mumbai, have you felt that with like all the chaos going on, like in the professional world here? I think it's just the nature of doing business in India and it's also the beauty of it. Because a lot yeah. of work happens because of the chaos. Yeah, the wheel's turning, but no one knows how. What? The wheel is turning, ah, but no one knows okay. how. <laughs> right. It just goes. <laughs> That's what you've noticed about Mumbai yeah. work culture, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As compared to America and Canada. Yeah, there it's more black and white. As in? Like black and white. There is no in the middle gray area. Okay. So here there's a gray area. Okay. Where everything the... goes. <laughs> <laughs> I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But we also have 13-year-olds watching this. So I'd love for you to simplify what you just said. And I'll tell you why. Because um, we had the foreign minister of India on the show recently. And he said how it's very important for a lot of Indians abroad to come back. But also Indians here to go out there and understand work culture abroad. And I feel it's two very different things. Yeah. And there's very few people who've got success in both places. That's yeah. also because of your type A personality. But I'm sure there's a lot of nuanced learning. So right, e exactly what you said about black and white and the wheel turning. Just break that down a little bit. And I ask you this because I respect the fact that you've maintained your relevance. That's one of the most difficult things to do in a career that includes fame. You've maintained it for so long. So you've been doing a lot of things correct. What's been happening? Yeah. Well, Non-journalist question. <laughs> <laughs> I think that when you're working, it's a pretty simple structure. You show up, you do your job, and you go home. <laughs> and when I feel like here, when things go wrong, what I've learned um, compared to the beginning of my career here was to voice my opinion a lot on why does this happen? Why is this happening? Why is no one here yet? Why am I sitting for one hour on set doing nothing? Why am I, you know, why is... Why is the script a certain way? And then all of a sudden now you're changing it. That's, these things don't make sense to me. Or if you've discussed one thing in a scene, why is it changing all of a sudden to something completely different? Like it didn't make sense to me. The script was a script in my head. A story was a story. So in that, in that way, I had to learn the hard way that if I just voice my opinion to one person <laughs> and let them go handle everything and keep my mouth shut, I'll um, usually almost always get what I want, <laughs> which is the same thing that they want. It's just being put across as something different. Right. So maybe there's like some language barriers there. I'm not talking about actual language. I mean, just in how we... Cultural um, barriers. Yeah, like communicate. Hmm. Um, so they want the same thing I do, but we have to come to some common ground without arguing. And I, <laughs> that's, you know, was something that was very interesting to learn or how the entire set with, you know, 150 people there, half of them not wearing shoes <laughs> or electrical equipment or why things are not taped down on the floor, uh -huh. you know, like, so, so, like simple things like that, 
or um, here, a lot of business is done on feeling, emotions, where, you know, maybe it's changing a little bit now, um, but they would do things more on emotion than on facts. Okay. You know, like numbers, facts, like you know, when you're looking at someone's popularity or you're looking at analytics of who somebody is, um, where now I'm le we're learning back that maintaining a certain level of relationships, which is not something that I'm always good at or Daniel because we're so like black and white, let's keep going, let's keep working, um, is something that definitely needs to be done here. So India functions a lot on emotions where in the u.s everything's black and white you show up you do your job and you go home <laughs> um and that's you know as simple as it gets and you're still enjoying all this more like the emotional yeah intuitive. i love it i think that india is one of the most amazing emerging markets in the world i think that everything that happens here is like it's unbelievable okay. and it's unbelievable to watch hmm um, you know, a lot of people who understand your world and who are studying your journey know about like your whole entrepreneurial side. There's a lot of people who don't as well and are getting to learn about this new version of you. Um, you've actually made a lot of people a lot of money. Like that's I the know. that's the chatter <laughs> that came up about you when I was like uh, researching for this episode. That uh, when you're, there's a there's a lot of gaming companies. Uh, yeah that actually rely on you as like the main bet in order to become profitable. That yeah. says a lot about like um, professional prowess. Yeah, I should ask for more money. <laughs> <laughs> you should. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm happy with all the agreements I have with everyone. <laughs> yeah, you're very well spoken. I, I think, and, and I think that actually is like your X factor. Are you aware of that? That happens with like American and Canadian education. I think you guys are just trained way better on communication skills. Um, so I learned all my communication skills after the age of, um, it was like 16, 17, 16, 17 is when I really started learning about communication skills, um, through school or through, I started working at 15 and a half and I have worked almost every single job you can think of in the U S I've worked there. So, um, that's where it started. And then I really started learning uh, interviews and like how to give them different personalities a lot after 18. Okay. Yeah. You want to expand on this? Thought? Oh, when I worked in the adult entertainment industry, I did so many different interviews across the entire world and country. And when I mean um, interviews, there's press days you have for, let's say, a film. Like someone super famous you can think of here who does an entire press day for a film. It's the beginning of it. So it's the entire day. So the same thing would happen there where we would do uh, big radio trails and interviews and TV interviews and all that. So that's where it really started. So a lot of my mistakes of speaking or how to communicate, they all happened then. It was like boot camp for Bollywood. <laughs> uh -huh. what, what mistakes did you make? Just the way that you speak, you know, when you listen back on conversations you have, you're like, why was I saying, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> um, I probably do it now. And I was saying, um, <laughs> so, no, 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 you're pretty like um, straightforward and smooth with like the way you talk. So now. then all those little things, you okay. know, kind of disappear after you watch yourself a few times. Does it, does it piss you off that journalists take your conversations to that whole phase of your life? No, I don't care. It is not the question 
that might be an issue. It's a manner in which the question is asked. So if the same question is asked 10 times and one person asks it with a, um, an opinion already formed, mm. they've already judged me. They've already put me in this box that they, that they hold me in um, without being unbiased, then yes, it's going to come across as being rude or, you know, not so nice. Okay. Uh, what's the angriest you've gotten in India in one of these interactions? I don't really get that angry in interactions. Really? No. There's no anger in you? Uh, if if there is in it, you would never know it. <laughs> <laughs> like you'll just be able to hide it? Absolutely. It's not my job to let you get the... I'm not going to let you get the better of me. I don't intend... No, I'm just it. like, like, it could Go be on. anyone. It could be anyone giving an interview. Why would I give you that satisfaction? Okay. So, I, I don't know. I believe in that. Okay. Whatever karma is, we'll get them later. <laughs> Hmm, leaving it to the universe. Yeah, of course. Okay. That that whole phase of your life when you were an adult star, behind the scenes, in terms of the life you're living, when you're sleeping at night, when you're waking up, I'm 100% sure there's a lot of learnings along the way as well. Yeah, of course. What were those learnings like? For example, if you ask me about the behind the scenes learning of YouTubing, my big learning has been that people can forget you like that. Hmm. Like you'll be flying one day and the next day you'll be out. Fame is one of those things where you have to keep adding fuel to the fire. And the day you even take a break, people begin to forget you. And it's such a harsh reality that you only learn on the job. I want to learn about your harsh realities from that phase. Harsh realities? I don't know. I mean, I don't really look at my career as like, I don't like take those harsh realities and go, okay, now I need to harbor on them um, at all. Even this, so I believe in the opposite of what you just said. I think that if you are someone in business or you're someone who is, you know, YouTuber, influencer, um, you have a personality-based, uh, I guess, I don't want to say website, but you have a personality-based You're work. just selling your face. Yeah, yeah. And your you're mind. selling yourself. Yeah. You're selling this podcast. This is yeah. all you, yeah. right? It's about consistency. So that consistency, as long as you are voicing whatever your opinions are, then those followers are going to stay with you. I'm not talking about the follower that just comes for the day and then leaves. I'm talking about your hardcore followers, the ones that always stay with you. And that steadily grows as you continue with your business. Because if you're not evolving in your business, then that's a problem. You know, if you do the same thing over and over again, that's a problem. But you as a personality, they will follow because they like you. So um, even when learning um, in that time, building a website, building my own HTML program, building my own affiliate program, learning, um, sorry, not building my own HTML program, learning at HTML, learning how to edit photos, learning how to edit video, learn, like I had notebooks of, you know, all these different things where, I was learning how to do it all. I did it. I did everything from A to Z and um, everything from editing to all of it. So in that and then once that was done, then learning how to market it and then learning how to get, you know, other affiliates to send traffic to my websites or, you know, all of that. So everything was a learning process and a lot of it wasn't easy and I had no money <laughs> so or like barely breaking even but I refused to give it to somebody else to run because giving somebody 50% of what I of me what didn't make sense to me at all 
And you um, must have been like 18 or 19 at this point. Started at, um, I was like 19. Damn. So that's when it all had started. Were you really good at school? Like No, I wasn't. I was a worked? C student. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, I would think assume... I pissed my parents off a lot. <laughs> I would assume that this whole type A personality just extended in that direction and this direction. I grew up in a very not so um, uh, easy household where it was easy for me to like keep learning i was more we were more focused on the emotional things that were happening in in there in our house so um i don't think that it was a conducive place for uh really excelling my brother though is extremely smart he's like that the kid that is a forever student okay (laughs) you know we all know like one of those in our friends circle who's a forever student that's always learning that's my brother and i was the complete opposite but i started working and making money when i was i don't know six years old really so not a lot of my i'm talking about money for candy or you know but it was creating the plan was always my idea so whether it was selling something door to door, whether it was selling lemonade, whether it was shoveling snow, you know, on the driveway after a snowstorm, which was like huge money because <laughs> we would spend all day shoveling, you know, our neighbor's uh, <sighs> driveways for okay. not a lot of money. But at that time, it was a lot of money for me. Okay. Um, so I, I was always that girl. Okay. All right. Uh, did you make a lot of money? between age 18 and 25 because that's the assumption yeah of course i mean for for myself i think that um what happened after a certain amount of time i was making a lot of money and then i started uh investing everything into my business and once i started investing everything into my business which was your personal brand like which was um a production house my own website uh, this affiliate program, we talked about hiring the right people for design work and all this stuff. So all those things um, cost money. <laughs> okay. So when my husband and I, he was my boyfriend at the time, um, started our own production house, we had negative money. We had nothing. Like negative meaning he took a loan on a credit card <laughs> to start. And um, and that's it. The rest is history. Applying the Desi brains and Jewish brains together yeah. <laughs> to figure out how to multiply the money. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's He's a very good businessman. So Yeah, that's good. the energy you guys give off as a couple. You know, I've only met you very briefly and I purposely didn't speak too much because I wanted to have this interaction with you here. Like, I, there was a part of me that always knew I'll end up speaking to you in the studio at some point. So this is not the end of the podcast, <laughs> but I was really looking forward to speaking to you. I feel... You have a lot of stories and a lot of anecdotes and experiences which you're never asked about. Yeah. Uh, And I intend on doing some of it today. Uh, I want to ask you about what the best and worst aspect of your life was during your adult film career. During my adult, the best part was I worked with the best of the best companies. So I think this idea of Um, having like business and street smarts really helped me out. And for me, it was, you really don't need your whole brain to figure out how this all functions. And I just stuck with it and just was very consistent. As an intuition used to kick in and used to make your decisions through intuition. Yeah. Okay. Like what? Like if you don't like someone, you won't work with them. No. Oh, not just intuitions, but also um, it all had to come down to 
just facts about the company or facts about how things work. I read every single contract. I corrected every single contract so that it would work in my favor. And um, the companies that I worked with, um, they would get what they wanted. I also got what I wanted. Okay. So it was never a situation where I was being taken advantage of. Okay. What was the worst aspect of it? The worst aspect of it? Um, maybe seeing like some of the other girls' success and how fast it worked. And I had to work maybe harder because I worked at a very slow pace and I wasn't into what, you know, some of the things that were happening around me. Um, or that wasn't the step that I wanted to take at that moment. And then sitting going, okay, now I got to, you know, work a little bit harder. But that's my entire life always. I've always had to work twice as hard or three times as hard because it's just, it gets there where I want it to, but it just takes time. Even now? Even now. Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, I've always wondered this about you because at this point you come off as like really strong. And I know that when someone comes off as this strong, there's been a phase in their life when they were weak. And I'm assuming that this was like your teenage and childhood. But in your porn career phase, was were you like very strong on the inside? Do you feel yeah. you were strong? Yeah, because I was in complete control. What, what do you mean? Like everything in that entire industry as, I mean, like I said, I don't have any... I've said this so many times. I don't have any horror stories. I don't have anybody that I worked with that was crazy or weird. I don't have like something that happened that was so um, hurtful. So in that world, even though my personal life was completely out of control, in this world, I was completely in control. So okay. it worked. I think in America, anything related to media is hyper-organized. Anything Maybe. related to media. Yeah. Maybe that's not the case in India. I think fans are fans and you can't, like, you can't make people like you, right? Yeah. So, like, you were saying earlier about, you know, making uh, YouTube videos and all these different things that in one second it can go away. But I feel the opposite. I feel that if you're consistent through so many years that they're just going to stay with you. Mm, maybe after a point, you've crossed a certain threshold. But even even when you start any new business as well, it, it's it has to be steady. The problem with the in business when growth goes from here to here in minutes or weeks or a few months, the chances of it going like this are higher. Hmm. The percentage is higher for it to go down just as fast as it went up. Hmm. But when you go steady like a little choo-choo train <laughs> up of up a mountain and you yeah. slowly go up, you're building and evolving as each level changes. Yeah. So like slow growth creates a very strong base. Exactly. Mm. And uh, where again, YouTubers and your generation thinks that, okay, it needs to get here because that person got here so fast. Yeah. Why is my not happening? Why yeah. are why am why are my videos not getting millions and millions of views? Because maybe your brand needs to have that steady growth, but without consistency and persistence with it because so many people want to just go, okay, this is not for me. It's not working. Mm. But if consistency will build that base. Yeah. It's the big problem with a lot of people my age and a lot of people younger than me. Uh, everyone's very used to Instagram fame and also noticing Instagram fame in their own friend circles. Yeah. Things grow like that. Uh, in fact, I feel I'm I'm old as compared to the current Instagram generation. Like I just turned 30 and I can I feel old now because I see what's going on there. I see the amount of money they're earning and I see how fast the famous. I see how fast the falls are also. Yeah. 
but I think that whole generation is way smarter and they're going to learn a lot more as they go forward. Well, I don't think it's any, it's like, it's not time to learn now too. But it just depends on, you know, what they're doing. I have no idea. I don't, but I, I don't have that situation at all. I've never had that situation where it's just from here to here. So it's always been this struggle of like moving forward slowly because if this door closes, I have to find the other door to open. Yeah. I remember when you were in Big Boss, at least from my eyes and I might be wrong, but I felt like that was your massive India jump. You became like a cultural icon in that phase and you've stayed there. You know, that's yeah. what I find cool as well. Like it's still like the same cultural icon, but there was a massive jump uh, during your Big Boss phase. Yeah. You, well, that I, was I, like, I, I remember you being very polite in the big boss house. That's yeah. what I uh, visualize about you. Yeah, it was interesting. My goals were very different for being on that show. My goal was just to step one foot in the door. And whether I stayed for one day or a week or it ended up being seven weeks, um, that that was my goal. It wasn't anything more. It wasn't, there was no formula in my head that I have to go on the show and fight. When I watched the show before, I was thinking, I'm not this person who just fights with people. Um, and I think for a reality show, um, like the creative of, of the show, they didn't necessarily care whether I was going to fight with someone or express some crazy opinions or go after people. For me, me walking in the door was what they needed. And me, for myself, me walking in the door was what I needed. <laughs> so <laughs> it didn't... It, for them, I don't think it mattered whether that formula of, okay, you're going to go in there, you're going to cause some ruckus, you're going to do this and that. So my objective wasn't that at all. Did it play with you psychologically, that house? Yeah, of course. It does? I think it does. Yeah, of course. I want to know the type A personality <laughs> answer to this question. What happens? That's all yeah. I've heard people say. Like any of my friends who've been in Big Boss, they say it psychologically messes with you. Yeah, it's a psychological um, game for sure. What happens? What happens is you're cut off. So first, the first thing that happens is you lose your sense of time. So once you lose your sense of time, you know in the morning when the song starts and the lights go on that it's morning. But somewhere in between, you know, there's no sense of time. You're just going to guess when you're hungry and you want to eat lunch or, you know, all these different things. Um the day just goes because you're with so many people. It's like being stuck in the room with all these people. I, you don't really know them. You know them, but you don't know how they act when they're, you know, in their own homes or in their own rooms. So all that comes into into play, which is very interesting to watch, I'm sure. <laughs> because it reveals your own character to yourself as well. Yeah, and well. you also forget the cameras. Okay. You know, you forget that the cameras are there. Sometimes you might remember that the cameras are there, but after a certain point of time, just like time, it doesn't exist anymore. You're just existing in this box. You were dating Daniel at this point? Yeah, I was. You were. Yeah, Daniel came with me with my um, security person we had with us, and they dropped me. They put me in the Innova and then into the house, and they told Daniel and um, our friend Jeej, you know, bye-bye. <laughs> they got on a plane and went home. Wow. So they had, I just realized this now that I was having a conversation with somebody is that I had no emotional support system on the outside. And I was thinking, oh yeah, that is true. I was kind of alone. <laughs> 
So it was very weird. Like other people had, you know, their family sending them maybe something inside the house or some, you know, they knew that right outside that door, they had a support system, which mine was the opposite. Okay. I, I don't know a polite way to ask this question, but I hope that you understand it's coming from a polite place. Uh, did a lot of people hit on you when you just got out of the big boss house? When I got out? Yeah, because I don't know how many people knew about Daniel back then. And they knew about him, but I also live in, I live in a bubble. So <laughs> even like when I came out, I'm still waiting for like, you know, a really good looking guy to come in. <laughs> it doesn't happen. <laughs> because it's always fun to be hit on. Yeah, of course. Um, but no, that it doesn't happen. It doesn't even happen now? Nope. Really? I know it's so sad. I don't, I don't know how true that is. Maybe, maybe it's you're true. just overlooking. I'm, around, I'm never alone. Okay, as in Daniel's always with you. No, no, not just him. I'm talking about just anybody. Okay. Whether it's my team, going somewhere. The only time I'm doing personal things is like maybe with my kids or if I go get a massage at the spa. <laughs> but other than that, I'm not okay. Not alone that much, which I think is a problem <laughs> now that we say it out loud. <laughs> I mean, but when you go for an event, you don't feel any kind of uncle energy just like coming towards you? I know that this happens with a lot of my hyper-attractive friends. Yeah. Uh, just because they're hyper-attractive when they enter rooms, there's a lot of energy directed towards them. Well, I mean, there's, yeah, there's lots of people that want to take a photo with you, but not someone that comes up to you and says, hey, baby, want to go, go have a drink? <laughs> None, not that never happens <laughs> at all. It's never happened. No, even when I've gone out with like, let's say I go out with one of my girlfriends okay. uh, to dinner. Nope, doesn't happen. Maybe it's just a That's typing. because there's a security person standing <laughs> in a corner, you know. Okay, fine. Um, Fair, cool. Yeah, Fair. I wish it did. <laughs> I don't know how much I believe you, yo. Sometimes, <laughs> like maybe like a couple times a year would be nice. <laughs> uh, again, I don't know how much I believe you, yo, but I, I appreciate No, it's the... true. Really? Yeah. It's true. Really? No one comes near me. Hmm. I miss g give off like a bit or something. <laughs> I don't know. When was the last time you were single? Um, two. 2007. Okay. I was only single for a very short amount of time. I was like, you know, those people who are like serial daters. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel that vibe. Um, so, um, I had, I had, I didn't, I had like single lifetime, which was really nice. And then I had a lot of, a lot more time. I always was with somebody. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Until you found your yeah. Rajkumar. Yeah, my Daniel. Yeah. Can you understand Hindi now, like fully? Of course, I do. Can you do. speak? So that's another question. That, that people ask you. You want to go back to your mm. number one question? No, I, I don't want to go back. This then. is another one. <laughs> and the next question is, "Ab hum Hindi mein baat No. I, okay. Thank you for the announcement. Is <laughs> what I say. <laughs> no, I'm I'm having fun. Just no, getting I d to know I you. do understand Hindi. Can you I speak? I do speak it. Yes. Okay. That's a we'll end that gonna chapter say, right there. Okay. Back. Now, hum. No, okay. I want to know about like your dating life. <laughs> I have can... none. It's non-existent. Okay. Um, but you always found it easy to have like a dating life. Yeah. In your famous part of your life as well. That's yeah. something a lot of my famous friends are like dealing with now. Like mm, that. Because they're scared to be with somebody. I think that's an Indian thing. 
really? <laughs> really? Yeah. It's like, oh, no, she's unavailable or he's unavailable anymore. But I don't think that works a lot with, you know, the West. Like, let's take someone like um, Jennifer Lopez. She's so hot all the time. Like, I don't think of her and go, oh, she has twins and, oh, she's married to Ben Aff. Like, I don't care. <laughs> Same thing with, like, let's say Brad Pitt. Or he, I know he has, you know, kids out there or – you know, he's been in a relationship. I don't care. He's hot, you know, <laughs> or Ryan Gosling. I, I actually don't care at all what kind of family they want. For me, in my head, they're still available, mm. even though they're not available, <laughs> because I can never attain that. So I don't understand this whole philosophy of, you know, not wanting to date somebody or be with somebody if you meet them because of your career. I think career and relationships are totally different. What's been your most difficult phase in India? Like since the time you've been here, what's been like the biggest challenge? Not not like, you know, the professional stuff you're talking about, just you. What did you find like difficult? Um, I find building relationships here very difficult. Because like you said earlier, your friends have a hard time understanding who's real, who's not, who's once it's not wasn't. You're talking about relationships and people having sex with each other or, you know, building that relationship for some other motive. It's the same thing, you know. With friendship. Yeah, of course, finding friends. That's very, very difficult. I have very little friends here. It's so sad. Um, but the few that I do have, I hold them close to me. And then everybody else I work with, you know, and those people are have become my family. Okay. Um, there have been people who've like double-crossed you or something? Um. I don't know if it's like, like, yeah, of course, like double, like business or per personal. Yeah, of course. In India. Yeah, like but that's like, but I mean, it also happened in, in the US too, but I've spent, you know, the last almost 11 years here. So yeah, of course. Okay. How has one double crossed you in like the personal life side of things? Um, This woman was... Uh, like having an affair with somebody, but she used myself and a friend of mine to use us and say, oh, I'm with these two friends. Oh, and okay. Like simple stuff. It's like okay, so okay. like weird. <laughs> but then at the end of the day, you're like, but my daughter was in the hospital at that time. You told your husband that you were coming to visit me and use my sick daughter as your excuse, that's low. Mm. Like, that's that's pretty shady. Mm. Um, but, like, stuff like that. Considering all the different career experiences you've had, I think that you're a very sharp reader of people, honestly. Like, I think you can, like, break down people pretty fast. I think that's how you've survived and grown as well. Uh, well, no, I just don't let them in my circle. <laughs> in okay. the first place. You're I'm very, I'm very, it's very hard to get in yeah um only because of like stuff that i've seen even when i'm talking to you i feel like your energy is very guarded and i respect that but like i can sense extremely guarded energy and i know that audiences at this point can sense it as well it's just I your natural know. well we're meeting for the first time what do you want me to do jump in your lap <laughs> <laughs> and go hey <laughs> <laughs> no 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 okay, so but <laughs> usually people okay honestly this is something i see with a lot of nris you guys are a little guarded as compared to the Indians who've grown up here. It's some cultural thing. Yeah. 
Well, maybe it's you. It's not me. <laughs> I don't think it's me. Look at the maybe screen. Maybe it's you. I mean, Look. you're you're reflect. You're like projecting this way, but maybe it's just it's not me. Maybe it's you and Do that you sense opinion. Any guarded energy from me. This is like the least guarded a human can be. Yeah. Sunny Leone. That's it. We're done. Thank you. How was this conversation? It was very nice. Thank you. Okay. That's all. That's all. It was wonderful. It was lovely. <laughs> I had so much fun. I'm so excited to watch this pro- podcast when it comes out. Um, I love your pink t- your pink sweater because I love Marilyn oh, Monroe. Stop it, you. <laughs> no, but thank you. Uh, it's very real talking to you. Thank uh, you. I, while I said you're guarded and everything, you're a very real type A personality. And uh, that energy is like rubbed off. I feel like getting my life in order. You and- should. I have that. I do have that effect on people. All my all my mommies are like, damn. <laughs> yeah, you 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 give off that like very disciplined. Listen, I'm gonna get my shit done kind of vibe. And I think yeah. that's the biggest reason you've seen the success you've seen. Thank you. So I hope so. Yeah, lots of respect and lots of good wishes. Thank you for coming to the space. And I hope to have another conversation with you at some point. Thank Sunday you. Only. All right. Thank Thank you so much. That was the episode for today. We had a bit of a time constraint, which is why I couldn't take the conversation into as deep a place as I wish to take it. But you know what? Sunny will probably be returning on the show at some point. Tell me what you thought of this episode. And until next time, guys, from Ranveer and the team, we'll see you later.